Yo. Yo. What's up, guys? What's going on? John Fitch here. John Fitch knows nothing. And it is uh, sauna out here in the garage tonight. So I've got to have a little, little splash of Modelo to keep my core temperature down. It's a health thing. I'm sure you all understand. Uh, I'm even drinking uh, my coffee's slightly chilled. I don't want to be uh, too hot. You can see I'm glistening, man. I have a sweat towel. Ooh. You got to be that guy. Getting old. I'm like the fat guy at the park. Got to have a sweat towel. There's some fights. Did you guys watch the fights? I watched fights. I uh, thought there were some excellent fights. Bare Knuckles. Bare Knuckles was first up. I was not able to catch all the Bare Knuckles because they aired really early, man. So early. I had wrestling class. I had to teach wrestling class. So I didn't get home until about 1. Wrestling class starts at 11. Our technique, 30 minutes of open mat for guys to do some wrestling, full-on wrestling. Summer wrestling makes winter champions, right? Excuse me. But, yeah, didn't get home to about one. So I caught the main uh, the main three fights, main three fights. That is what I, I did catch. And they were excellent. So I don't know what the rest of the card was doing, but the last three fights were excellent. Keen and uh, Pernica, Pernica, Pernicia. I'm I'm not a I'm not a name pronunciator specialist, so hopefully I didn't butcher it too much. Um, typical Southpaw. Keen was a Southpaw with the Orthodox in Pernica, Pernicia. I'm not sure. Right. Um, first round was pretty even. Keen looked a little bit more effective. Looked like he was laying a little bit more clean. But then uh, pressure in the uh, second round. Um, he was getting more done. Uh, Pernica was outstanding with his defense. You know, he, uh, from what I could see, was a little bit unusual with his defense in that he was keeping up his, his forearms and his, his elbows in front, and he was deflecting a lot of stuff. Rather than than playing around with parrying with the with the hands or relying on where the gloves used to be to do the blocking, he did a really good job. He made it really hard for him uh, for Keen to hit him square. It, it made it difficult. He did a good job with that. But um, ended the fight with that monster left to the body, huge left hand to the body. Which you get those type of things. Um, Open it up a lot when you have orthodox for southpaw. That straight left to the body, straight left to the head, a lot of times are available. You know, we should we should take a peek and see if they got a clip of that on the on the bare knuckles Instagram. They're pretty good with a lot of stuff, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go look real quick to see if that is a thing they might have. They do usually a pretty good job. Oh, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think I see it. Nope, I'm not gonna see it right here. I've noticed that they're kind of been putting these on a delay 
And some of the better videos they're showing, they're not showing until a few days after the event. So we might not see any good clips until Tuesday or so. There's some nice pictures. I'm kind of peeping real quick. But yeah, I didn't get to see a lot of the. It looks like there's some really good undercard fights, too. I'm not seeing what I'm trying to be seeing on uh, the Insta, so nothing for you guys there. But yeah, it was a good fight. I enjoyed it. A good good amount of violence. Uh, it was really cool to see the the defense. I think it was a big um, and skilled use of keeping those elbows in front. Decent, decent head movement. And like I said, there wasn't a lot of clean shots to the head. And it was the, uh, the body shot ultimately that ended the fight. So Keen, I think 2-0 and in the bare knuckles now. Looking to make more waves in fights to come. Let's see. What's next? What's next? Let's go back. We got to go back. All right. Who's the next? Who's the next? Barry and Bonner, yep. This was a fun little fight. I must say it was enjoyable. Um, both guys fought hard. Another southpaw in Barry versus the Bonner Orthodox. And although I do think I saw Bonner switch his stance a couple times, predominantly, though, I think he was Orthodox. Um... Bonner got dropped with the straight left last few seconds of the first round. Other than that, it was a pretty even round leading up to that, I think, until he dropped him. But um, it was just the beginning of the down, the down, downhill slide, I think, from Bonner. Um, we had Barry landing clean lefts. Bonner tried to get back in the round with the last 20 seconds. It was another uh, similar round of the first round where Barry was outpacing um, Bonner a little bit. Not a lot uh, eventful happened, but then Bonner tried to seal the round and put, you know, he got on his bike basically the last 20 seconds or so and tried to uh, use pressure to steal that round away. Um, third round, Barry again. Uh, is winning close round fourth round Barry knocked down Bonner in the last minute and then uh, Barry's all over Bonner at the start of the next round and gets a KO just a, slide, a, a gradual onslaught he just kept landing the bigger shots kept making Bonner pay for mistakes the main event main event of Bare Knuckles um, was a fight I was really looking forward to, because Franco I've seen a couple fight a couple times. He's he's pretty tough. He's pretty tough bare knuckle fighter. Uh, I think what's he got? He's, he's got ten fights with uh, BKFC. I think he had a bunch of fights before he even started fighting with them as a bare knuckle guy. Uh, he's primary bare knuckle fighter from what I can see. He's fought more bare knuckle than anything else. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am incorrect. Maybe boxed more or something. But he's very clean on his feet. He's good, man. Very clean on his feet. Very solid striker. Very capable of violence. 
and avoiding big shots. One thing I will say is I think he uh, he fought he fights with his hands down a little bit, and Harris was able to throw him off a little bit with the pressure, a little bit. I have to say a little bit because Harris didn't do much. He didn't do much to him, you know. Um, it was an onslaught. First round, you know, was was fairly close. Was close, and it looked like Harris was kind of almost leading because he was the one pressing Franco, keeping Franco backing up, making Franco react to him. <clears throat> Which um, I don't know. If Franco's had much of that done to him in the past, but then again, <laughs> maybe Franco is just waiting, waiting in the in the tall grass. Maybe he's just hanging out and uh, needed that first round to kind of get dialed into where Harris was going to be and find his range because, at the, you know, pretty pretty quick off from the uh, beginning of the second round, he started landing big punches and started dropping Harris. So maybe he only needed that first two minutes to really find his range and get comfortable with landing big shots. Um Lands it with a big punch, drops him around the minute mark with another, drops him a third time with 49 seconds round, 49 seconds left in the second round, fourth knockdown with about 30 seconds. He had a fifth knockdown that round with about 10 seconds left. And then when they started up again, there was a sixth knockdown, but they said the punches land after the bell. So they only counted at five knockdowns. So he had five knockdowns within the second round. And, uh, Next round, third round was just more of the same onslaught. He got the sixth, seventh, and eighth knockdown. And you got to wonder why he didn't jump all over him and just go crazy barrage because I felt like he was letting him stay in the fight too much. Um, and then, the, yeah, in that fourth round, he's being too safe, got hit with a huge right hand, and uh, he almost lost, man. He luckily pulled himself together and, and finished that round strong. But, man, he got buckled hard. He got buckled real hard with that punch. He got frozen. And it could have been over right there. It definitely could have been over. If you guys saw that, he went, you, I could hear the bell ringing. I could, I could hear the bell ringing in his head. That's how hard he got hit by Harris right there. But, again, this guy's impressive. He just kept coming. You know, he kept his wits about him. He recovered. And then they get into the fifth round. Fifth round, uh, gets that ninth knockdown, and that's the end, which is which is wild. Nine knockdowns. It's a BKFC record, nine knockdowns in one fight. I think that's a record. I've never heard of nine knockdowns in any fight, ever. That's That's insanity, right? It's insanity. Nine knockdowns, nine knockdowns in a fight, you know. And uh, he almost lost. He almost lost playing it, playing it safe. It almost kind of felt like he um, felt bad. Like he started feeling bad for Harris because he'd knock him down so many times. Wild. Wild. Did you guys watch? Did you guys watch him? Franco. So Franco is legit. He's a legit threat. Um, he's going to be a scary dude to watch. I didn't get to see any of the other 
bare knuckle stuff going on because of teaching the class. So if there's other guys you saw, other fights I should have paid attention to, let me know. I'm going to find a way to watch the tape delay version so I can see them all. I've got my uh, nice polo on. Got an MAFA polo looking dapper. It's it's hot, man. It's hot in the ground in the garage this week. Yeah, China's taking over the world. Blah blah. They're gonna implode, though. We got more worried about we got worried about the the robots more. We got worried about the robots more. China will implode. They will have pollution issues. They don't have another generation to take over because they don't have enough babies. They're going to have plenty of problems. We're not going to be doing great either. But <laughs> So, guys, you got to stop thinking about superpowers taking over. We're having a, a, a lot of what's going on is because the superpowers are losing control. We're not going to have state-down control going decentralized. The world's going decentralized. It's going to be a slow process, honestly. Right? Don't expect it to happen in the next 50 years. But decentralization, we don't need a strong central government to keep us safe. We don't need a strong central government to do things for us anymore. And their power is is waning. And they're trying to do uh, desperate grabs at power right now. That's why. Dollars going to zero. The uh, the debt system, monetary systems, gonna collapse. We're gonna we're gonna be uh, homesteading, guys. Techno feudalism with no with no uh, centralized governments. It's gonna be a good thing. Think about you are taking control. We are taking control. Pockets of people are taking control and gonna be the world powers. Okay, it's gonna be like uh, old Scottish. Um, Families, right? Running things. That's where we're going. We don't need rulers. We don't need it. We've surpassed the need for it, guys. We're, we're over it. We're not representing us anymore. We don't need it. We can take care of ourselves. Come on. Let's go. All right. It says bare knuckles. I like bare knuckles. You guys need to watch Bare Knuckles. Um, the the UFC started late enough to where I was able to catch most. Yeah, I think I caught all of them. I did. Because I was able to catch the first fight with Blagoy Ivanov and Alexander Romanov. Two Novs duking it out in the cage. Two big boys. I have trained with Amanov. Blagoy Big, huge guy. His head is is enormous. He's just a big, large person. So seeing him in there up against this Romanov monster was terrifying because Romanov made Blagoy kind of look small. Not small, but smaller. Alexander moves really well. Big boy. When you have a big boy who can move, like that, it's always scary because they can punch. All they need is that one big power punch to land, 
and then they can wrestle. They can grab you. They can they can do the splash, take down, boom, belly bump you through the mat, man. It's wild. Did you see it? Patrick Luther Winchester saying Sound of Freedom. What a movie with Jim Caviezel. It's Mel Gibson in on that too, huh? Yep, yep. So that that's scary. Scary man. 17 and 2 now. Alexander Romanov. Big heavyweights in the mix. What do you guys think? Where does Romanov stack up against someone like Jones? Does Jones chop him apart from the outside? Is he able to outgrapple him? Is he able to submit him? What do you think? You think Jones can handle the man mountains? I don't know. Guys like Romanov make me believe in giants. Uh, Coralina with the decision win over Petrovich. And then this is a big fight. I put this guy in the uh, on the screen with his bloody face. Gurm Kutet, Deladze, and Elvis Brenner. Oh, man. Brenner is a stud because Elvis uh, was getting beat up for a lot of this fight. He was just hanging in there for most of this fight for two, <laughs> more than two rounds, two rounds, three minutes. He, he, he was getting beat. He was getting bloodied. He was getting battered. But he was able to weather the storm uh, by down on his mouthpiece, get get some work done, and he got the key, the KO, man, TKO, round three, three minutes seventeen seconds. What a stud! Those are the type of fights you love to see. The guy who looks like he's just done, he's done and out, and he keeps coming, keeps coming, finds a way to pull himself back and get the win. It's awesome. Fun fight to watch. Absolutely fun fight to watch. Uh, Rosa over Santos. Quanderson Brito over Wilson. And uh, what a little stud, man. Big KO over Wilson. Wilson kept uh, coming upside down, looking for those legs. And... Uh, Brito just said, nope, not today, bro. Put him out. Put him out. It's the danger of going underneath for those for those legs. It's big risk, big reward. Man, main event of the uh, undercard. The undercard-like main thing they do here on the preliminary card. Kevin Lee and Renat Fakretinov. Fakretinov. Is a stud. He's been making some waves at, at uh, welterweight, winning some fights. Both these guys seem a little bit big, big or uh, kind of like big, fifty-five pounds. They don't really seem like full welterweights, but what do I know? I'm not standing right there. Um, Kevin Lee's been gone for a little bit, and I wonder if this was kind of a punishment <laughs> because you know he was a good company man until he got cut, and then. He made some complaints about money a little bit, just a little bit, a couple things. Then he gets back in line. They sign him back. Do they beat him up? Do they get him beat up? They gave him a nov. 
They gave him an ob fight on his first one back. Mm. But he got subbed pretty quick, man. 55 seconds. Found his head in a bad spot. Got that guillotine put on quick, man. Dunzo. It was fast. It was really fast. He was he was shocked. You tell he was shocked. All right, all right, all right. Who we got? Who we got? <clears throat> um, Ferreira and Ruzibov. Ruzibov. Uh, this guy at middleweight is something I think we should all keep an eye on. 35, 8, and 2. This guy's been fighting a long time. Um, doesn't say I can't find an age. What is his age? No age here. But, yeah, he's uh, he's big. He's a big 85-pounder. Big 85-pounder. That's what they need. They need 85-pounders to make some things up. Uh, he came in there, put it on, put it on Fiera. This guy's just so big, hard to get around. Gets that jab out there, can put them feet on you. It'll be uh, interesting to see what happens next. That was his first. First UFC event. Oh, excuse me. Bone Fam gets submitted by Benoit Sandanis. Lipsky uh, with the decision win over Gato. Max Griffin gets decisioned by Morales. And this Grant Dawson gets the decision win over Isma Gulov. Uh, Isma Gulov very unimpressive with his ground abilities, but at the same time, Grant is in a sticky situation we've talked about before. All right, so Grant Dawson, solid fighter, uh, gets the takedown, passes guards, able to get to the back. He puts in that in that body triangle. We we see this. All the time. I've been in this situation before. It's a hard position to finish from. It sucks. It's a great control position. You've got so much control on the point, on the board, scoring. You're the winner. You're the man. But it's a sticky situation because the fans hate it. Because you're not finishing. You're in a finishing position and you're not finishing. You're not really in a position where you can hit and strike and do damage. So you're in a dominant position, and the action is kind of halted because that guy just has to protect himself in here. And that's not a lot of action. So fans boo. Fans boo. Fans get bored. Promoters uh, lose their chubby. No matter how good you are, how exciting you are, you get that position, you keep chasing that. If you're not finishing, even though you're winning 100% from a uh, technical aspect, you're winning the fight. Push comes to stuff, well, whatever. Screw everybody, screw everybody's opinion. You win in the fight, stay there. But at the same time, sometimes there is a, a demand of performance from you. If you can't finish from the position, it's almost expected of you to change positions and try to finish from a different position or 
how dare you get to a finishing position and not finish? You suck. You must suck. You're awful. You're worse than the guy you got to that position on because you got to that position and you didn't finish. So if you are like this kid, right, and maybe uh, can show this to this kid, Dawson, he's got the ability, he's got the skills to fight at a high level. Well, you get to that back, when you get to that, that figure four, right, you've only got about 20 seconds, 30 seconds to finish. you got to go hard, switching back and forth, get on the chin, trying to finish. See if you can find an angle where you can do some damage with striking. If not, you've got to turn, right? you got to take that figure four, and they're trying to roll you so that uh, your feet are pointing down anyways, right? Because that's the... That's the way you, you escape from the figure four is you got to turn down uh, the figure four, right? So the guy's knee points up and his feet go to the mat. As you feel his momentum taking you, go with it. Unlock your feet, right? Put your foot on the ground and start coming up to mount. Take top position. You can work into a smash position or sometimes the arms are right there for arm triangle. Or you can just come up and be in a position to ground and pound. A lot of times... Uh, their defense of the ground and pound rolls to their stomach, opens the neck. Things happen. You make things happen. And then you may end up going right back into that figure four position. And then now you're attacking again from the other side. Maybe you get the choke that time. Momentum. The idea is momentum. So, Dawson, if you're out there and you're listening, that's what you got to do. Keep that momentum going. You're still the man for getting the position and holding it and looking to finish, but you gotta you got an extra burden on your shoulders if you want to fight at the higher echelon. You gotta carry that that extra performance, that extra performance on you, right? You gotta get it done. <sighs> Anakin saying, I feel bad for Kevin. I think the competition now for the UFC is so much tougher, which shows that any unranked fighter can win. I think it's hard to have real rankings that mean anything if they're not at, uh, independent universal rankings. Because what was the guy's ranking before he got into the UFC? You know, what? what's his ranking out of the UFC? <laughs> like, what? You know what I'm saying? It's hard to it's hard to hard to judge. Hard to judge those things. Let's get to the main event. And the main event was a bit of a letdown. Sean Strickland versus Abus Magomedov. Magomedov, what happened? This was only a two-round fight. The first round, fairly competitive. I thought both guys were doing some okay stuff. Uh, coin toss. I couldn't have picked one guy over the other guy necessarily. I didn't see any big shots landed. Both guys were in the pocket a little bit. I did see a lot of pressure from Strickland. Maybe you give Strickland the first round because he came forward more. I wouldn't argue hard with you about it. That's possible. Fine. So what happened? <laughs> what happened? The beginning of the second round, uh, Mugamedov looked like he had he had been fighting six rounds already. He looked exhausted. And he was just moving backwards. And <gasps> every punch was like a big punch. 
an exhausted, exhausted, laborious punch forward. And Strickland was mostly just throwing straight jabs and rights, straight punches, straight punches, straight punches, moving forward. I didn't see many hooks or anything. I didn't see any much to the body. Just a lot of straight punches walking forward, 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 forward. And uh, that was enough to just overwhelm a bus, which is, which was really surprising to me because a bus has good striking. I thought his striking would have been enough to overcome Strickland because Strickland's not like a super technically great striker. He carries his 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 left hand low and he just mostly throws punches. Doesn't throw a lot of kicks. Doesn't check all that great. Does check a little bit, but isn't the best ever with checking. Like he doesn't really throw the hooks to the body shots. It's just like the straight straight one twos. Doesn't lose his head that great. Like you, you can't hit him. And uh, if you got power like Pereira, like you you sleep him. But like man, I thought Mogomedov would have had way more power than what he displayed. It almost was like he was, a, I don't know, man. Look at he was afraid. He like hit him a few times. Like, oh, what do I do now? You think you think he put you think he put Sean Strickland up on a pedestal? You think? You think that's possible? You think he was like, oh, this man is just so much. Or, or did uh, Strickland's like uh, shit talking and antics, that stuff play a part? I don't know. It was. A, I was surprised. I was surprised. I didn't understand what I was watching in that second round. First round was like, yeah, okay, they're getting warmed up. They give each other some respect. Now we're gonna see a little bit more, some more exchanges. Abus was mixing it up more, some more kicks. I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe was there any injuries? We're gonna hear about injuries. Maybe he broke something. That would make sense. That would make sense. I could see that if a bus uh, broke a rib or uh, a hand, shoulder dislocated or something, and he can't slow down. I don't know, man. That's wild. Marcavius Fontavius says, Me too. I was surprised. Dun, dun, dun. James Y says Strickland stick is no joke. All that sparring paying off. Dark horse of the division. I just don't know if there's that many guys that are that good in 185 right now. I, I don't know, man. Feels like a lot of times it's underdeveloped weight class. I feel like a lot of the weight classes are underdeveloped <laughs> these days. You know, and then you've got the Sean Strickland shtick. Um, what do you guys think of that? <laughs> do you guys care? Like the whole like sparring two people, it's it's all just stupid red meat, clickbait stuff. Like I, there is there is zero benefit to training that way and all downside you know you get 
you get hurt, you get hit by something you don't see. It's it's all it's all just spoof. It's all just playing. It's all it's all games. Smoke and mirrors. KFAB. That's not real training, guys. Two two people. The whole knocking guys out stuff in practice. Posting it is kind of shit. It's kind of a dick move. I, I I have it doesn't sit well with me. It doesn't because yeah, things happen. Some sometimes guys get knocked out. I've been knocked out before. It's just a part of training. It's just a part of it. It's not like, oh, I got this guy. Look, everybody, check it out. It's stupid. Because somebody's going to get you at some point. And if they don't, it's because you're always sparring with pussies. <laughs> you're not sparring with anybody that could, could do that. You know? So, to, like, spar with somebody who's not really, like, on your level. They're, like, an amateur guy. They're a low-level fighter only with a little bit of experience and you're like you know posting head kick knockouts of them and lighting them up and sparring and training it's low class it's low class like what why what's the point what's the point i don't know man strickland versus izzy no, I, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'll watch it. Of course, I'll watch it. I watch all the fights, guys. I'd rather watch the worst fight ever than I would rather do most other things. Okay, but I do. I see Strickland having a chance in in hell. A snowballs a snowballs chance in hell. No, I don't want to give him that much chance. I do not give him a snowballs chance in hell because. Izzy's a much more pinpointed striker. Strickland's sloppy. His defense is sloppy. His head move is not that great. And Izzy can throw with power when needed. And you're just going to have Strickland walking into bop, 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 head kick. That's all I see. That's all I see. Wouldn't be too far off from Strickland and uh, Pereira. What do you think? What do you think? Am I far off? I don't I don't think so. I really don't think so. I think high-level strikers are going to give uh, Strickland problems. It seems like he just walks forward, throws straight punches, which, which is, can be effective, used correctly, but I think somebody who's a higher level striker is gonna pick him apart. Yeah. Anakin saying, I saw a video of Strickland sparring with a guy from the streets. From the streets. Yeah, how come he doesn't show pictures of him knocking those guys out? <laughs> James Y saying Strickland has a good team at Extreme Couture, even training with Pierre and Glover. Yeah, how come those aren't the pictures? Those aren't the videos. Why isn't like Strickland knocks out Pierre, knocks out Glover? No, it's always like Jim Bob on a second day of sparring class. I don't know if that's. 
the best. I think I know what you're saying. Marquavius. Strickland should just be K Perry. You mean BKFC. Bare knuckle? I think that would be amazing. I would like to see it. Can we see it? I'd like to see Perry and Strickland bare knuckle. Let's go. Let's do it. That sounds that sounds fantastic. That sounds fantastically epically awesome. Yes, let's do it. Can we make it happen? Everybody write into their senator. Any representatives make it happen? So I want it on network television. Might save the West. All right, all right. What else? What else we got? Yep, that's it, man. That was the fights. What'd you guys think? That was that was um entirely surprising. I was really not ready for Sean Strickland to work. Absolutely work of us mugga made of like that. I just wow. Oh, next UFC. Um, what do we have going on here, huh? Um, early prelims. I don't recognize anybody on the early prelims. Jimmy Crute and Alonzo Minefield, light heavyweights, in the preliminary card. Interested in that. Sean Brady versus Jack Della Madalena. Della Madalena. Robbie Lawler and Nico Price. Okie dokie. Interesting. That'll be interesting. Okay, I'm interested in a couple of them in the fights there. Bo Nickel and three Sean Gore. All righty. We're ready to we're we're putting putting Bo Nickel on the main card already. I'm worried about his quick ascension. I'm worried about him being pushed too soon because he's not gonna get paid as much for those early fights more than likely than if he had ten fights in already. It's not too big of a jump for him right now to be fighting Treshawn. Sorry, we call him Three Sean, Three Sean Gore. He's like three Sean's in one. But Bo Nickel, um, we'll see. What are they gonna put him into? Man, if they if they're pushing him into main event status before he's 10 and 0, I think it's a rush. I think he's rushed. I don't think he should rush him so much. Chill. Do the chill. Jalen Turner, Dan Hooker. Be interesting if uh Hooker can make another run to put himself in title contention. Or if uh, Jalen Turner is going to climb his way up. I don't know. Robert Whitaker and Duplessis. This should be interesting. Moreno, Pontoja, Pontoja. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm kind of tired of Moreno. I feel like he's just been thrown in our faces so many times, so many times, so many fights. I'm a little Moreno doubt. I'm a little Moreno doubt. A little bit, little bit, guys. Volkanowski, Rodriguez, should be interesting. Um, featherweight fight, 145. We'll see. 
What do you guys think? Who you guys got? Who you guys got? Yep, we got the fun size. We got the fun size fights. You are correct. Anakin saying Jack is fighting a new opponent named Hosea Harrell. Sean Brady pulled out. Okay, Doki. I don't know nothing about Hosea. Marcavius. Three Sean. He's dangerous, man. He's dangerous because you don't know where he's looking. He's got one of them. Crazy eyes, too. He got one of them Debo eyes. Three Sean's. He can see two directions at once. Got to watch him, man. Yeah, watch him. I I don't know if this is a upset. I don't know if it's really an upset, Anakin. Anakin says, I predict DDP will upset Robert and Izzy. Oh, Izzy. I think he's going to upset Izzy and will take the title to South Africa. South Africa. But, uh, and they will pay him in Cougarans. They pay him in Cougarans. Uh, I, I, you're very, I think this may be close to reality. I think this is something that could happen. We're not alone. Marquavius says, me too, Anakin. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that's, I don't think that's too far-fetched. I don't think so at all. Uh, Deploys does look like he could pose a threat. If he's able to punch his way inside, he's able to make Izzy miss, he's able to get inside, put hands on him, make him wrestle, make him struggle in the fence, get him tired, get him sweating, be heavy on him, make him work. I think he could do it. I think he could do it. I think he could do it. Who do you guys have uh, Rodriguez and Volkanovski? I just have a hard time. Uh, you know, I just yards just too soft. Not soft, but like when I when I think of those two next to each other, like Volkanovski versus Rodriguez, it's like really dainty. He's like kind of dainty and like a little more frail. Where Volk is just like a Volkswagen. Especially at that size. I think he's way undersized. He's too small for 55. He's not going to be able to compete with those guys at 55. I don't think so. I don't think he has the height. I don't think it works out for him well. I think at 145, he's a tank. He stays at 45, he's a tank. He runs through people. Ice KOID says, Why do you think UFC is having such a problem booking big fights like Jones, Stipe, Colby, Leon, Connor, Chandler? Because, um, in a sense, they've, they've dug their own grave a little bit because they do control the market so much and they control what these guys earn and that these guys' pay is slated in and guaranteed. These guys can be like, wait, wait a minute, like, I'm already, my, my pay is already locked in. So why am I taking this big, huge risk for just a little bit more of a bump? Because they're not getting like real big, they're not getting real percentages. This isn't like the boxing uh, negotiations where they're like 
25, 35 million dollar swings with, with with how the split's gonna be, they're just gonna get a solid standardized pay. So they're like, if they're if you're getting standardized pay, I could fight a no name person who's unranked, and I could beat up and get a uh, get a a highlight knockout off of, or I can fight the really tough fight and and get like a five hundred thousand dollar bonus. Meh. For my legacy, for my long term, I want I want the win and the and the knockout bone and the knockout uh, highlight reel. Especially if they've already got titles, if they've already won titles, if they already had the highest degree of of being on a pedestal, you know, like they've already done it. The only thing left is money. Well, if the money's capped, you got a glass ceiling on how much you can earn. Why, why take the big risk, especially if you're getting older? You know, you guys, if these guys are over 35 and they're not getting a serious percentage of, of what's being made, like, okay, I'll, I'll, fight the, I'll fight the nobody. I'll fight the nobody who's an easy fight. They're probably in the point, too, where they've invested a lot of their winnings <laughs> into stuff that's paying them. So now they have a... A yearly salary that that they can live off of off of investments so now they're not as starved as the ufc was keeping them before just some uh just some guesses anakin Smart observation saying Robert also went close with Darren Till, who DDP destroyed. I like how you're using that DDP. Diamond Dallas DDP. Ice KOID says, Do you think Umar defeats Sanhagen? Josh Thompson said he's nervous. I think Umar defeats Sanhagen. He is going to have to, um, like, Put it on him, like, be moving forward, be heavy-handed, like, be there to put him away, and you can't let up. You can't let off the gas. You can't let off the gas. If he gets him hurt, if he gets him staggered, if he gets him uh, reeling in any way, you got to gotta keep pouring it on to put him away. Because San Higgins with those guys that can – he can uh, he can linger and fester and make something happen late. Because he's got, he's gritty. He's gritty. Sam Hagen's gritty. I'll give him that. He's gritty. Volk by decision. Volk by landslide. Volk is too dense. <laughs> he's a tree stump. <laughs> Volk. Oh, good point. Good point. Ice KOID said, uh, Alex. Caceres was able to beat Yair. Volk will get it done. A very, uh, very likely story. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong, Ice KO ID. He says, it always feels like we're th waiting three months for the next big fight, and it never comes. We're chasing the fight dragon, guys. We're like heroin addicts. We just keep chasing that fight. We just keep chasing it. Yep. Yeah, man, it's hard to coach when you're all on so much cocaine. Cocaine's a hell of a drug, right? 
Anakin saying, did you see Connor's team record rec team's record and core and tough record cord? <coughs> Sorry. Uh, Connor's record and tough is uh double champ struggling to coach his team to win. Yeah. He's not much of a coach. Looks like he's not much of picking <laughs> good fighters. Mm, interesting take, interesting take. Ice KOID says it's just bizarre. It feels like MMA is losing so much momentum. There hasn't been a big fight since Jones or Islam. The summer kind of sucks, especially compared to past summers. Yeah, there weren't any real big fights this year. What was the big summer fight? Canelo? Ryan? Um... Yeah. Matrix, right? Who all uh, fought this summer? Well, I didn't have any uh, more. In, in, sorry. He's just being investigated, last I'd heard. KOID said, if you can answer any update inside James Krause, I heard James Lynch mentioned a... Certain manager is also under investigation. Who I need to idea who he is. I don't know. James Krause was a manager. So he was up to some no good stuff and managing guys and coaching guys. And he just had his hands in a lot of a lot of dirty pots. <laughs> you know? So but who knows if uh UFC probably caught him because they're doing the same stuff he's doing. He wasn't and he wasn't cutting them in. It wasn't cutting them in, so they had to deal with that. Oh, what's happening with my focus? Yeah, Stana is a notorious liar. <laughs> notorious liar. Oh, sweaty iron, man. All right, guys, what else? What else do we have? Um, you know, I guess we should take a peek at what bare knuckle fights are uh, coming up next. You know, July 8th, is that the next one? Oh, Duran's fighting again. He fought two weeks ago. Wow. They're doing a tryouts. Oh, I guess they're hosting the trials. July 8th, window boxing. If you guys are in Florida, Miami, Florida, they're doing a tryout on July 8th at Mundo Boxing. Maybe we'll see you guys out there in the in the circle with your knuckles exposed. July 14th, is this the next 11 days? Mundell and Richmond. That sounds like fun. These guys I've both seen fight both these guys fight and uh let's put them up as I think this will be this will be a fun one, I think. Mundell Richmond, what do you guys think here? What are you guys looking at? Both these guys are uh experienced. Richmond's been put on the canvas and picked himself back up to win before that's going to be 
tough fight. I'm going to be looking forward to it. Uh, Warren Dyer, I've seen, we've seen Warren fight quite a bit. I don't think Allen, I remember Allen. We've watched Allen. I don't know if I remember Schaefer. Um, there's going to be some good fights, more than likely. July 14th, I will be in uh, Indiana. I will be in Indiana. Well, no, I'll be back. I will be back the 14th, August. That's July 14th. Never mind. What are we in right now? Yeah, it's July. July 1st today. Or 2nd. Something like that. I'm all mixed up. If you guys uh, follow links below, you go to the Gum Road. All right? Go to the Gum Road. I got a lot of product, products and a lot of programs for you guys. Neck Care Guide. I got wrestling stuff, jiu-jitsu stuff. I got self-defense stuff. I got fitness, all kinds of fitness, meal plan. You guys can get all of it, all of it at 30% off. I'm doing a 4th of July sale. All of it is 30% off, guys, 30% off. Every last thing, you got to use the code word. The code is fireworks, small, right. small, uh, Small letters, fireworks. 30% off, guys. Do it. Get them and uh, get yourself jacked up. Life's better, Jack, man. Your, your girl will like it. Your kids will like it. Society will feel better and safer. And there'll be less chaos in the world because people will be like, hey, we're surrounded by a strong masculine presence. It works, man. Let's do it. Get yourself in shape. I'm coming to Vegas. I'm coming to Vegas. July 29th at One Kicks. All right? Look at my Instagram and uh, DMs and stuff. Hit me up for more details. 50 bucks. We're teaching smash. We'll teach you guys how to smash. We're going to teach you guys how to get on top, how to stay on top, how to smash from top. It's going to be epic, okay? The week before, July 24th to 26th, I got three-day wrestling camp, wrestling camp, commuter camp. It's going to be good, whether you want to take the whole camp or just one day. First day is hand fighting. We're going to do a whole uh, three and a half hours of different hand fighting and clinch techniques just to get an advantage over your partner. It's going to be good. Day two is... Takedowns, offensive defense. We'll learn how to stop the shot, how to sprawl properly, how to finish the double legs, single legs, high crotches. We're going to do it. We're going to get it all. We're going to get it done. Third day is top-bottom wrestling. Escaping from bottom and turning and pinning. Whether you want to do the whole camp or just one day, up to you. All right? All levels, all ages. I... Uh, Suggest you bring a partner. That way you make sure you have somebody to drill with. Otherwise, you might have to be put into a group. and They might be bigger or smaller or something than you. They might smell funny. So you might want to bring a friend. Okay, bring a friend. They won't smell funny. They don't smell really good. Everybody takes a shower. No worries. All right, guys. Let's do it. 30% off. All of the Gumroad thingies. Uh, if you're in Fort Wayne, if you're in the Fort Wayne area, I will be there. The August 5th and 6th, I will be teaching 
seminars there. We're going to be doing some more Smash stuff on the Saturday. And then on a Sunday, we'll do some stand-up. That's right. It's going to be great. Fantastic. I'm sweating now, guys. I want to go inside and cool off. You heard it. I'm going to cool off. All right. Thanks for watching, guys. I'll check y'all later.